Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Well, to the pre-Cana couples, you made it all day. All right, we're super proud of you. All right, it's great. All right, and to those who put it on, thank you for all the sacrifice once again and hard work. Uh, the pre-Cana couples may be the first couples or first people really at the parish to kind of see uh, a little bit of the vision that's in my heart so deeply about the church, God, Jesus, and marriage. So I gave them a talk about 45 minutes this morning, unpacking the scriptural plan for marriage and why it's not like sprinkles on a cupcake, but really it's like at the heart of everything we do. And so um, I said, I'm really happy they're here, not simply because they're all in love and cute and it's wonderful, right? but I'm really glad you're here so that I had a chance to let you know of God's plan because your marriage really matters. Maybe more than ever are we recognizing how important the vocation and gift of marriage is for you, for the culture, for the church. And so thank you for giving us the whole day and we hope that we blessed you on your journey. It's the fourth week of Lent, which means we're just over halfway and it's a good time to ask, How are you doing? Like, how are you doing with Lent this year, 2021? Because in the opening prayer, the prayer went something like that we are heading towards Paschal festivities, which is really kind of a church phrase for saying, celebrating Jesus' Eucharist on Holy Thursday and His command to serve. His dying on the cross on Good Friday, even though he was innocent, he did it out of love. The waiting on Holy Saturday, and then the beauty of Easter Sunday. And I think what happens to most of us is we have three separate compartments or buckets that we put our faith into. Right? There's the devotions we're doing. So this is what I chose to give up for Lent. This is my prayers what I do to stay kind of connected to God. It's our, our devotional life. Then we have kind of the Catholic church out there somewhere. We see it in the news. It's when someone at church or someone at uh, the supermarket or someone at work looks at you and says, you're Catholic? And you go, uh, that moment. So that's the second one is the Catholic church out there. And then there's the third one is the rituals. When we come together, we have this lofty language that the priest prays out of this red book. We have these formal ways of acting and ritualized ways of worship. And they seem to be so separate. And yet that certainly is not God's vision, nor is it the church's. The church exists to generate a life, a certain kind of living. And those who receive it most deeply are who we call the saints. What they ate or what they fasted from, when and how often they prayed, who they forgave, how they were praying, how they went to work, what time they woke up in the morning, all of it was decided and generated by their experience of the church and Jesus. And so when I ask you how your Lent is going, I want you to really check in because the degree to which you're living Lent 
now is the degree in which Easter will be the time for Cadbury eggs or the time where you remember, celebrate, and participate in the most life-giving, joyful news. Namely, love wins. Truth wins. Forgiveness, mercy, in the end, they win. Yes, they will be mocked. Yes, they will be trampled on. Yes, those attributes and way of living will be seen as insane and even crazy. But they will rise. They will win. And so let me go through maybe three places you may find yourself, and I'm sure there's a lot others, but I'm just going to kind of enumerate them so you can kind of check in on how you're doing. Maybe you're all in. Maybe this Lent, you'd be able to say, to be honest, Father, if you were given letter grades, I'd be on the honor roll. All right? I'm crushing it this Lent. All right? And if that's you, thanks be to God, here's my question. Do you realize that your Lent is for the sole purpose of helping you participate in the death and resurrection of Jesus at Easter through the Easter celebrations here at the parish? Is it connecting for you? Or is it just simply, Father, I gave up alcohol and sweets, waistline's looking good. (laughs) That's a diet. That's not a spiritual practice. Right? So if you're doing really, really well with what you sacrifice in your prayer, awesome. Way to go. Proud of you. But maybe the encouragement for you is, are you connecting it to the parish? Are you recognizing this is all so that I could be filled with the life of Christ? a life of truth and justice, forgiveness, mercy, goodness, so that he would live in me so deeply, I'd begin to see people as he sees them. That might be the challenge. Maybe you're on the other end and you're like, Father, minus the purple vestments and you talking about it right now, there's not much Lent happening in my life. But if that's where you're at, that's where God wants to meet you. God doesn't meet us where we'd like to be. He meets us where we are. So if that's where you are, well, great. Great time to check in and say, okay, so this Lent doesn't pass me by without doing anything. Maybe now's the time you pick up something you will give up and something you'll do for prayer. Maybe now's the day where you say, you know what? Yeah, okay, I'm not going to let it go by with nothing. And I want to start sacrificing one thing and practicing an act of prayer or spiritual practice at this point. Or maybe... You're the person like, Father, first week, man, I had all the books ready to go. I knew what my prayer was going to be. I knew how I was going to fast. And uh, I don't know what, what happened to it, but it went away. I start and stopped like five times in my Lent. Where am I? I don't know where I'm at now, to be honest. Chances are you picked the right things. Oftentimes, built into our Lenten practices is a hidden ego and we can get puffed up that we're, look at what I gave up. Look how I'm doing so good. And when you pick something that you keep failing at, it's a good, like, just a hit right between the eyes of, I need so much patience and mercy from God because I am so small and little. I'm actually not able to do very impressive things. And I start and stop over and over. Do you know what you're entering into? The cry of the mass where we say, Lord, have mercy. I need some extra time, kindness, and encouragement 
to keep going. So no matter where you find yourself, God is there. No matter where you find yourself, God is lovingly inviting you to use the gift of time between now and Easter. So that come Easter, you're able to celebrate life-giving mysteries where Jesus cultivates in you the deepest meaning of what it means to be a man and woman and blessed by the Father. I want to share with you before I end kind of where I'm at in my Lent. So I decided to, I figured, all right, I'm a pastor now or administrator, want to go all in. All right, so I realized I was watching TV a lot. So I gave up TV and YouTube because I knew if I gave up TV and kept YouTube, I'd just watch TV on YouTube. Right? <laughs> it's not TV, so, you know. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to give up alcohol as well. Not because I have a problem. Don't send me an email, okay? It's just I thought I'd give up. These, I really enter in, okay? So like, that's what I'm going to give up. Great. I found myself for the first three weeks of Lent standing in my room at about 8.30 at night like just not knowing what to do with my life. So lost, like I needed a mom to be like, hey, why don't you color, then we'll put you to bed. (laughs) Like I just was so, I was just in this new place of like, okay, if I don't have these things to distract me, numb me, and take up my time, what do I do at the end of the day? I literally went to bed twice before 9 p.m. out of sheer boredom. And finally it was last week where I was like, okay, The first part is happening. I'm, if you will, detoxing from all the ways I numb myself. But now it's time, halfway through Lent, to start filling this time with things that help me flourish in line with God's plan. And so now I'm starting to begin new practices at night so that come Easter, I'm able to celebrate the mysteries dedicated in a new way, believing with new depths, understanding with new fervor, Right? But it begins in that awkward, what am I doing with my life right now? So no matter where you find yourself, God wants to father you, keep you encouraged, keep you growing, so that we're ready by Easter Sunday for all of us to be here together with more family, more friends to celebrate. So tonight I want to end with a little blessing. I'm going to ask all the pre-Cana couples to please stand. If you're going to be married, if you were on the team, you don't need to stand. And I'm going to give you just a little blessing before we continue with Mass. So please bow down your heads for blessing. And if all of you could join me in a moment of silence as we pray for the success of their marriages, for the peace in their heart, and for their ability to live out the vision of God's plan. Lord God, wellspring of all love, These men and women have met each other through your providential plan. Mercifully grant as they seek your grace in preparing for the sacrament of marriage that sustained by heavenly blessing, they may grow in mutual respect and may love each other with true charity through Christ our Lord. You may be seated. Round of applause for them, huh? We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. 
just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.